a decree from Caesar Augusta that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrus was governor of Syria. And all went out to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Thank you. Be seated. Our Father, we do, Lord, look your way again tonight and thank you for the blessings of heaven. And uh, Lord, it's uh, good for us tonight to be here and it's a good place to be. And uh, Lord, it's good tonight to hear the beautiful songs that remind us, Lord, of this particular night that we have just read about in the Word of God. And uh, Lord, we're so thankful that you came to where we are because we couldn't get to where you was. And uh, Father, we ask tonight as the Holy Spirit has been, when our services today has been here tonight, we pray the Holy Spirit will move tonight in our hearts and in this service tonight and uh, help us, Lord, to get this uh, thought out of our heart into somebody else's heart tonight. And uh, we need the Holy Spirit to come and to guide us tonight uh, to the Savior. And Lord, we'll be careful to give you all the praise, for it's in Jesus' name we ask it all. Amen and amen. Amen. Uh, I want to preach. Uh, I want to preach tonight on a Christmas story in code. A Christmas story in code. Now, code, according to the dictionary, is a system of words, letters, or other symbols substituted for the purpose of secrecy. In other words, uh, something would be said or wrote in such a way. Uh, because they would need to hide it. They would need to hide it. And I was actually in my office working on this message when uh, Brother Mike uh, McGuire and Sister Renee called me and and uh, they wanted to meet with me a little while just to uh, fellowship and uh, and they gave me a, a Christmas card and and I got home and opened up the uh, Christmas card and and uh, and I told Brother Mike I said that's great that'll go right along with what I was working on for. Uh, Sunday night, but what was in that uh, in that Christmas card was a folded up piece of paper that I had uh, laying on the table. And I guess that's where it's still at tonight, laying on the table. I had my Bible out, going over my final notes and stuff, and I walked off and I left it laying on the table. Uh, so I won't be able to tell you all of this, uh, but uh, Brother Mike said he always worried about, uh, wondered about this song. And I had too, and he said he always wondered what this song had to do with Christmas. And it's the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas. And it says, On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. 
On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me six geese a-laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me nine ladies dancing, eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me ten lords a-leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me eleven pipers piping, ten lords a-leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the twelfth day of Christmas, thank God, amen. Thank God. Uh, you wonder why you don't hear this song sung much anymore. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me twelve drummers drumming, eleven pipers piping, ten lords a-leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Now, I needed to read all that. Because I was like Brother Mike. Brother Mike said, I always wondered what in the world that that song had to do with Christmas. But that song was wrote in a time of heavy persecution. And so they had to use coded messages. And, uh, and actually that song has a gospel message in it. But it's coded because of the persecution of their day. Uh, the book of Revelations, uh, a lot of people think the book of Revelations is written in codes because John was under such persecution during that time that all the symbols and the trumpets and, and the vials and all the different things that they actually uh, was coded to hide the real message that John was trying uh, to portray. And uh, in this message here, I can't remember all of them because I... I didn't bring the uh, the paper with me, uh, but I do remember a few of them reading through it, and uh, I know that the partridge in a pear tree, that that was to represent the Lord Jesus Christ. I know the two turtle doves, that represented the Old Testament and the New Testament. I know that the four calling birds, that that represented the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 
Joel, you can come get this before I break it or somebody take it back there to her. Just leave it here, okay. All right. If I get a call, you want me to get it? or? All right. So anyway, this was a, uh, it was written in secrecy. It was a coded message. Persecution was common in Bible days. Uh, the people were under heavy persecution. And uh, you and I see an increase of persecution against the church uh, in our kind of a day. Now, where we live, I mean, we're getting some persecution, but uh, so far it's still not like it is in other parts of the world, in the China and uh, other places like that where they're under heavy, heavy persecution. But I said all that to say this, that the day may come that we would have to use a coded message because of persecution. We wouldn't be able to, uh, to say things the way that we say them today with the liberty and all that we have. And uh, so they always uh, use uh, coded things during times of persecution. Uh, and uh, we, can, uh, we, can, we can do that still today. And uh, I want to give you a coded Christmas message tonight. If we were under heavy persecution... And uh, these coded messages are kind of like the parables. In other words, Jesus spoke in parables, but only certain people could really know what he was talking about. Uh, they were fixed that way, so only those that really knew, those really wanting to know, those really interested would be able to understand what he was saying. And uh, so the day may come that I, I hope not, I hope you and I never see that day, uh, but it's already here in other parts of the world. They're already there. But if we had to give a coded message tonight concerning the Christmas story, there is already a coded nursery rhyme, if you will, and all of you will know it very well when I get into the message tonight, but it is a coded message of the Christmas story. And it starts out like this, Mary had a little lamb. Mary had a little lamb. Now, if you were wanting to talk about the Christmas story, you wouldn't be able to do it like I've done it today in the pulpit. And so what you'd have to do is what they did, and you'd have to say something like, Mary had a little lamb. Now, if you knew the Christmas story, and you knew who Mary was, and you knew who the lamb was, you would immediately pick up on that. But if you didn't know, if you wasn't a Christian, never read the Bible, didn't know anything about uh, the Christmas story, you wouldn't have any idea what was going on. But Mary did have a little lamb, and it was born in a manger stable. And uh, we all know the story. I've already read it to you tonight. And so there they were. We've seen the manger scenes with all the lambs and the wise men and all of that. And uh, did you ever think about this? If there was lambs there, there was a lamb watching the lamb. Amen, if there was lambs there. But you and I know that Mary did have a little lamb. And it didn't start in uh, Luke 2. It didn't start in uh, Matthew 2. But it goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. And there we have Mary's little lamb prophesied. The Bible said in Genesis 3.15, between thy seed and her seed, God said, I'll put enmity. 
And that was the first prediction, the first prophecy that Mary was going to have a little lamb. It's prophesied all through the Bible. Isaiah 7 and 14, the Bible said, A virgin shall conceive and bring forth a child or son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. We know that that lamb was prophesied. We know that way over in the book of Genesis, we know that lamb was portrayed when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. And God conversed with Adam and Eve. And after he pronounced the curse upon them, upon the animal kingdom, upon the earth that we now live on, after he had done all of that, the Bible said that God made them coats of skin and he clothed them. Now the Bible doesn't say that that animal was a lamb, but I believe with all my heart it was. Uh, You say, why? Because it pictures the Lord. And we know the Lord is the lamb. And uh, I believe that 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 animal that the Lord killed to make coverings for them was an innocent lamb. It would have been the first time that Adam and Eve had ever, ever witnessed anything dying. Must have been a horrifying event to see God take that little lamb, if it was a lamb, and to slit its throat and to see the blood come out and to hear the little lamb as it bleaked and to see God take them coats and cover them as if to say that without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin. And that lamb was portrayed there. We know in Adam, uh, Adam's uh, children over there, when we talk about uh, Cain and Abel, we know that Abel was a shepherd. And the Bible said that Abel brought of the firstling of the flock. And we know that God accepted Abel's offering and rejected Cain's offering. The reason that God took Abel's offering was because that Abel offered the firstling of the flock, a little lamb if you will, and it was a blood sacrifice. And did you know tonight the only thing that God will accept is the blood. Amen. Uh, He won't accept anything but the blood of the Lamb of God. Without the shedding of blood, there is uh, no remission of sin. Leviticus 17 and 11, the Bible said, uh, uh, the Bible said, the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I, the Lord, have given it upon the altar for an atonement for your sin. And we read about the lamb prophesied, the lamb portrayed. And then we go all the way down through Exodus. We have the lamb there and the blood that was put over the door. And the Bible said, God said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. A picture of the lamb, amen. And then we get over into the New Testament and we see the lamb pointed out because John the Baptist is down there in the Jordan River. He's been preaching. He's been baptizing people unto repentance. And the Bible said Jesus came down there and John said, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Yes, Mary did have a little lamb and that lamb was prophesied. That lamb was portrayed. That lamb was pointed out. And then we get over in the book of Revelations and we find out that that lamb is the preeminent one. Amen. When we read there in Revelations chapter chapter number five, 
The Bible said, And behold, I, I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth unto all the earth. Uh, do you know what that word preeminent means? Uh, it means surpassing all other. Uh, when we get to heaven someday, those that make it by the blood and saved by the grace of God, uh, with all the things that they are to see there, uh, the streets of gold, the walls of jasper, uh, the mansions that God has built, the living creatures, the beast, uh, uh, the seraphims, uh, the cherubims, all the things that they are to see. Uh, uh, yet there'll be one thing that'll stand out above all those other things, uh, as unusual as they'll be, as odd as they'll be. Uh, uh, the thing that'll stand out more than anything else uh, is the Lamb of God. Amen. Uh, nobody sings a song to the seraphim. Nobody sings a song to the angels, uh, uh, but all that's there begin to sing. Uh, and they sang, Worthy is the Lamb uh, that was slain. Amen. Yes, Mary did have a little lamb, uh, and it is the preeminent one. It is surpassing all other lambs. Uh, did you ever think about how many lambs was killed uh, from Genesis all the way down to the cross? Uh, did you ever think about the oceans of blood that must have flowed uh, until Jesus came? Uh, and yet the Bible said the blood of bulls and of goats, uh, it could never take away sin. Uh, uh, those old priests, they never could sit down. Uh, they just had to keep on and on and on. Uh, but aren't you glad when the Lamb of God showed up and he was offered as a sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. I'm glad that that blood did something that the blood of thousands of oxen, thousands of lambs, thousands of turtle doves could never do. That blood took away the remembrance of sin. Amen. I'm glad for the blood of Jesus Christ. That lamb we're talking about, uh, did you know that lamb has pages of a book uh, and recorded in that book, uh, in the lamb's book of life, uh, recorded in there is all of those uh, uh, that have been washed in the blood of the lamb. Uh, the Bible said in Revelations 13 and 8, uh, it said that all they would worship the Antichrist, would worship the beast, uh, uh, except for those uh, whose names were in the Lamb's book of life. Uh, I'm glad that my name uh, is in the Lamb's book of life tonight. Uh, I'm glad I'm not going to ever worship an antichrist because uh, I done found the real Christ. Amen. Uh, and I'm all for him. I'm glad I know about him. I'm glad I know he was born. I'm glad I know he died. I'm glad I know he rose from the dead. And I'm glad that I know that he's coming again. Thank God. Uh, the Lamb, the Lamb. Is your name on the Lamb's book of life? Mary had a little lamb. Now the world wouldn't know what you was talking about. If you walked out in the world tonight and you said Mary had a little lamb, they'd say, yeah, I know that nursery rhyme. I learned it in school. I, I remember that when I was a child. Uh, but when you walk up to a child of God uh, that knows the story and you say Mary had a little lamb, uh, 
first thing comes to your mind uh, is Mary, the mother of Jesus, uh, uh, that she had a she had a little baby there, and it was the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin uh, of the world. Amen. I'm glad. Listen, Mary had a little lamb. What's the next line? Its fleece was white as snow. Its fleece was white as snow. Now to you and me tonight, the Bible said they took him and they wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Swaddling clothes. Now swaddling clothes would more than likely for them uh, would be white clothes. You say why? Because uh, dyed colored garments were expensive. And Mary and Joseph, they, uh, they were at the low end of the poverty level. We know that, as I said this morning, because of her sacrifice, it was the cheapest that could be. We know they didn't have money to get a room at the end. Uh, uh, probably wasn't a Holiday Inn Express. Uh, it was probably a lower grade uh, uh, end to start with. We know they didn't have a lot of money. But the Bible said that when she brought forth, when Mary brought forth her firstborn, when Mary had a little lamb, they wrapped it in swaddling clothes. In other words, they wrapped it in white. Now, there's a lot to that. We've heard that all of our life. Matter of fact, it's mentioned really two times here and hinted at a third time. In verse 7 it said that she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. We read again down when the angels came down in verse 12. They said this shall be a sign unto you. Did you ever notice this? Said this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. The sign that they would know that that baby was the baby uh, that the angels had talked about was because they said uh, he'd be wrapped in swaddling clothes. Uh, now verse, uh, verse 16 and 17 don't say swaddling, but it's hinted at. It said, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made note abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. What saying? The saying that you'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes uh, and laying in a manger. Now, uh, uh, here's something you may not know. I didn't know it myself until a couple of years ago. Uh, we talk about the shepherds that are out in the field watching their flocks by night. But those were not just uh, those were not just regular everyday shepherds. Uh, uh, no, sir, those shepherds that were out there were what they called temple shepherds. Uh, they were what they called the Levitical shepherds. Uh, and what they did, their job was uh, they were to raise, they were to raise, they were to shepherd, they were to watch over the flock of lambs uh, uh, that was used for Levitical. Uh, sacrifices over in the temple. That's what they did. It wasn't just a, any kind of shepherd. It wasn't just any bunch of sheep. Uh, no, sir. These were temple shepherds, uh, and they raised these uh, sheep for the for the purpose uh, of being sacrificed uh, uh, in the temple. Now, when we realize that and we look at that. There's a reason why the Lord said you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling 
clothes and laying in a manger. You see those shepherds, they had a process that they went through. Whenever those sheep, whenever they... Uh, whenever they had a, a lamb, whenever they had a ewe, uh, those shepherds would always do certain things to those sheep. We can, uh, we can get a, we can get an indication of what they done over in Ezekiel chapter 16. It's not talking about sheep over there. It's talking about individuals. Talking about Israel really is what it's talking about. But over there, look in, in Ezekiel 16 and verse four, and the Lord said there. He's talking about Israel. And the Lord said, as for thy nativity, thy nativity, we talk about the nativity scene. In the day thou was born, thy navel was not cut, neither was thou washed in water to supple thee. Thou was not salted at all, nor swaddled at all. None I pitied thee to do any of these unto thee, to have compassion upon thee. But thou was cast out in the open field to the lofting of thy person in the day that thou was born. And this is the Lord. He said, When I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thy own blood, I said unto thee, When, when thou wast in thy blood, live, yea, I say unto thee, When thou wast in thy blood, live. Now that's a picture of Israel. Oftentimes preachers will use that verse uh, and they'll use that as a picture of when the Lord came by and found you and me. We were polluted in our own blood. We had corrupt blood. Our blood was not like the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and he said, no, I pitied thee. David said, no man cared for my soul. Uh, and, uh, and so it's a picture of all that. But it also pictures what would happen when those little lambs would be born. They would, first of all, they would, uh, they would uh, cut the navel. They would cut that. And then they would wash. They would take water and they would wash away uh, all, of the, all of the flood, the birth flood. They'd wash away all of the blood and everything that would be on that little lamb. They would, uh, they would, take, uh, they would take these uh, swaddling cloths and they would wash them with them. Then they would salt them. And then they would rub olive oil over them, uh, and then they would wrap them in these clothes. Uh, that's what they would do. Now, when the Lord told them, you'll find there a baby lying in a manger. And he said, you'll find it wrapped in swaddling clothes, clothes that were white. Amen. When we, when we look at that, we think about the Lord Jesus being our sacrifice. Amen. We think about how that the priests, the Levitical priests, they had to be washed with water before they got into the priestal service. They had to be anointed with all. And we think about not only the Lord as our priest, but we think about the Lord as our sacrifice. Because in the book of Leviticus, it said every sacrifice had to be salted. Every sacrifice had to be salted. And so when we see how that they would do when a baby was born, uh, it's a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, he's our priest. That baby is a priest. Uh, uh, but that baby is going to be a sacrifice uh, for you and for me. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. You know what else that pictures tonight? 
that pictures the fact that it was spotless, amen. There was no blemishes, there was no spots. Uh, they would wrap that little baby in white uh, swaddling clothes, amen. It's a picture of our Lord tonight. Uh, uh, you see, the Bible said our Lord was without blemish uh, and without spot, amen. I'm glad tonight that the Lord Jesus Christ was perfect when he came. I, I'm glad he was perfect as a baby. I'm glad he was perfect as a young man. I'm glad he was perfect as a sacrifice on the cross. I, and I'm glad he was without spot and without blemish. Amen. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. Uh, they'd take them lambs uh, and they'd take them down there to be sacrificed uh, and they'd have to go over them. They'd have to make check their ears and make sure they wouldn't dog-eared. Uh, uh, they'd have to check them and make sure there wasn't any uh, spots in them. There wasn't any blemishes in them anywhere. Uh, and if they was, they could not be the sacrifice. Why? Because they were representing the Lord Jesus and he was perfect. Amen. You remember over in the book of Exodus, the Bible said they were to choose them a lamb and they were to put that lamb up and that lamb was to be examined. That lamb was to be looked at to see if there was any blemish or any spot in them. Do you remember the night they arrested our Lord and they took him down to Pilate and they took him over to Herod and you know what they were doing? They were examining him. They were looking at him. They were trying trying to find some spot in him, some blemish in him. Uh, uh, but do you know, after they had checked him uh, and looked over him, uh, do you know what Pilate said? Uh, he said, I find no fault uh, in him at all. Uh, amen. He was without blemish. Uh, I'm glad that Mary had a little lamb, uh, and I'm glad tonight its fleece was white as snow. Uh, I wished I could say mine is... Uh, it's not, but it is. Uh, you say, what do you mean? Well, it's not in the flesh. It's not in me. Uh, but I'm glad that when he sees me, he sees the blood of the Lamb. Uh, when he sees me, he sees me worthy and not as I am. Thank God. Uh, somebody said, how could somebody like us ever go to heaven? Only one way. Uh, a perfect Lamb came and died to be our sacrifice on the cross. Uh, paid our sin dead. Uh, he took our place. We get his place. Uh, he suffered our hell. We enjoy his heaven. And I say thank God tonight that Mary had a little lamb. Amen. Uh, and when I read that and I read its fleece was white as snow. Uh, if you went out into the world and said Mary had a little lamb, its fleece was white as snow, they'd be thinking about a little lamb out there that didn't have any dirt or spots on it. But the minute I hear that, and Mary had a little lamb. I know that's talking about Jesus. Uh, and when I hear that its fleece was white as snow, uh, I know that's talking about my Lord uh, uh, that was without spot and without blemish. And I say hallelujah tonight. Amen. Uh, I'm glad tonight that I know what he's talking about. And not only the shepherds do we see here, how that those shepherds, when they got there, they seen the baby. Well, there's a lot of babies. Amen. I mean, if you go down to the hospital, I was talking to Bailey this morning, 
and uh, was talking about her baby that's uh, soon be here, and she said uh, that that she didn't get she didn't go this week because they got a lot of babies down there, got a lot of babies down there. But you know what? If if I walked in there and I looked at all them babies, you know what they'd all look like to me? Babies. Amen. I mean, babies look like babies. And if those shepherds went up there and there was just a baby laying there, how would they know that's him? Because the angel said you'll find him wrapped in swaddling clothes. You know what most mothers do with their babies, especially when they're first born? They hold them. They hold them. Amen. But Mary wasn't holding her baby. You say, where was her baby at? It's lying in a manger. A cattle trough, if you will. A feeding trough, if you will. And when they saw those swaddling clothes, they said, that's what the angels said. They said we'd find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and they didn't say his mother'd be holding him. They'd be passing him around. They said he'd be laying in a manger. Well, did you know there's some significance to that too? Because not only do we see our Lord as spotless without blemish, but the Bible said laying in a manger. In other words, a feeding trough. Uh, do you know what's laying there in that feeding trough? Uh, the bread of life that you and I are to feed off of. Do you know what Bethlehem means? It means the house of bread. Uh, uh, did you know that the Lord Jesus uh, is the real bread that came down from heaven, not the man in the wilderness? Uh, uh, but this baby is the real bread uh, that comes down from heaven that if you eat of him, uh, uh, you can live forever thank God amen y'all getting this Isaiah not only the shepherds I'm talking about a a coded message a a secret Christmas message tonight look in Isaiah Isaiah oh Isaiah chapter 1 and I could quote it but let's read it tonight not only do we see the shepherds there and our spotless Savior. But look what verse 18 said. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet. Scarlet is the deepest stain known to man. There was nothing known to remove scarlet. And he said, let us reason together, your sins will be as scarlet, but they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. No doubt meaning white. And he said, thank God, aren't you glad that Jesus came? And aren't you glad that there is something that will remove the stain of scarlet tonight? People tell people that's had divorce and and marriages have went bad uh, and there's certain denominations and certain churches uh, and they won't let them join they won't let them teach they won't let them sing uh, uh, they say that is a, they, they call that the scarlet sin uh, uh, the sin of adultery uh, but can I tell you uh, that Jesus came to die on an old rugged cross uh, can I tell you that red blood that zigzagged 
its way down his body and dripped off into the sand. Can I tell you that the blood of Jesus Christ, it cleanses men from all sin, the Bible said. I'm glad that there is a spot remover because I had a lot of spots. I'm glad there's a stain remover because I had a lot of stain. I'm glad there was a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. I thank God tonight. I'm glad that though our sins were as scarlet, they can be as white as snow. That's about as white as we know how to get it, ain't it? I don't know anything whiter than snow, do you? Fresh fallen snow. And they come and they found that baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, white, spotless, clean, wrapped in swaddling clothes. Amen. Mary had a little lamb, its fleece was white as snow. What's the next line? Y'all sure do know your nursery rhymes. You may not know your Bible, but you sure know your nursery rhymes. And you're right. Mary had a little lamb, its fleece was white as snow, and everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. Luke 2 and 7, Mary's at the manger. Where's Jesus at? He's in the manger. One year later, Matthew 2 verse 11, we don't find Mary at the manger. We find Mary down in Egypt. Where's Jesus at? He's down in Egypt. Right before that, two years later, really the Christmas story, we picture the Lord Jesus as a little baby in a manger. But when you really read that in Matthew, the Bible don't say he was in a manger. When the wise men found him, he was in a house. And two years had expired, so he's a two-year-old child by the time the wise men get there. And Mary's there in a house. Where's Jesus at? He's in the house. Everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. Now that may not mean anything to the world tonight, but that means the world to me. You say, why? That means to me tonight that if I've got the Lamb, everywhere I go, the Lamb goes. Amen. I thank God tonight. I like Joshua 1 and 8. It said, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt observe to do according that all that is written therein. I uh, said, uh, If you do that, it'll make your way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Uh, he said, Be not afraid. Uh, uh, be of good courage. Uh, he said, For the Lord is with thee wheresoever thou goest. Uh, so I get in my car and I'm headed up to Indiana and I say, Thank God the Lord's going to be in Indiana. I get in my car and I'm going toward North Carolina and I say, Thank God the Lord's going to be in North Carolina. I go over to Roseville Road and I say, Thank God the Lord's going to be over to Roseville Road. Uh, I go down to the doctor's office and I say, Thank God the Lord's going to be down at the doctor's office. Uh, I go down to the nursing home and I say thank God the Lord's going to be at the nursing home you say what are you saying I'm saying everywhere that Mary went the lamb was sure to go and everywhere you go the lamb is sure to go 
you start getting at my age, you start getting my age, and, and like some of you older than me, you start thinking about that. That nursing home seems like it might could become a reality. Amen? But every time I get thinking thoughts like that, I get to thinking everywhere that Mary went, the Lamb was sure to go. And I'm glad the Lord can go to the nursing home. I'm glad the Lord can go to my home. Amen? I like that. That helps me. I don't know if that helps you or not. That helps me. Everywhere that Mary went, the Lamb was sure to go. You know where Mary went in Luke 2? Uh, we're right there at it. You just flip a page and the Bible said in verse 41, Now his parents, Joseph and Mary, went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem. Where's Mary at? She's at Jerusalem. She's at the Passover. Where's Jesus at? You say, yeah, Brother Rick, but you didn't read far enough. Verse 43 said, And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind. Yes, that's right. Listen, don't mess this. It's the best part of the whole sermon. Don't mess it. Are you ready? It's true Mary didn't know where he was, but he always knew where Mary was. Glory! <laughs> Amen. Have you ever had them times when you feel like, Lord, where are you? Lord, I'm a looking for you. Lord, I'm a feeling after you. Lord, where are you? Job said, oh, that I knew where I might find him. You know when Job said that? Dark times, dark days, troubled times, death times, hospital times. And Job said, oh, that I knew where I might find him. But you know the Lord Jesus, he's never said, oh, that I knew where I might find Job. No, sir, the Lord always knows exactly where that you are every minute, every Every second of the day, Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. But everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. Amen. Now you get out there in the world, and they, say, they just think that means that lamb followed Mary everywhere she went. Followed her to school one day, you know. Everywhere Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. But when I hear that, I know what the coded message is. Everywhere I go, the lamb is sure to go. Mary went to the Passover. The lamb went to the Passover. Look in John 19, verse 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, His mother. Where's Mary at? Mary's at the cross. Where's Jesus at? Jesus is on the cross. Everywhere Mary goes, Jesus goes. Amen. Boy, I'm glad one day I went to the cross and Jesus was there. Amen. Miss Debbie, I'm glad this morning that you went to the cross and I'm glad that Jesus was there. Amen. I'm glad that anywhere we go, we can count on the Lord Jesus going there and being with us. Praise God. Let me give you this. Look over in Acts 2. It's a long time after. That, 
That baby boy's done growed up. That baby boy has done lived 33 years. That baby boy has been criticized, nailed to a cross. That baby boy has been put in a tomb. That baby boy has been 40 days upon the earth ministering, encouraging his disciples. And now he's ascended back to the third heaven and seated at the right hand of God. But where's Mary at? In verse 14 of chapter 1. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and who? And Mary, and just in case we didn't know which Mary, and Mary, the mother of Jesus with his brethren. Where's Mary at? Mary's at the Passover. Where's Jesus at? He knows where Mary's at. Where's Mary at? Mary is by the cross. Where's Jesus? He knows right where Mary's at because he looks down. And he said, woman, behold your son. He said, John, behold your mother. He knows exactly where Mary's at every, every moment of her life. He knows where you're at tonight. He knows what you're going through. Pastor may not know. Nobody else in this church may not know. But he knows. And boy, it's a comfort to know that he knows because he can do something about it. Because he can, he can comfort in places that the pastor can't comfort and nobody else can comfort. Where's Mary at? She's at the Passover. Everywhere that Mary went, the Lamb was sure to go. Mary went to the Passover. Jesus went to the Passover. Everywhere that Mary went, the Lamb was sure to go. Mary went to the cross. The Lamb's at the cross. Everywhere that Mary went, the Lamb was sure to go. Mary went to prayer. You say, Jesus ain't there. Oh, yes, He is. You say, how do you know? There's 120 people meeting there in His name. The Bible says where two or three are gathered together in His name, he said, there I am in the midst. Boy, I'm sure glad tonight that when I go to prayer, Jesus is there. Some of my best worship services and times with the Lord is not here. It's not at Bethel Baptist Church. Though I have some good times here. But some of my best times with the Lord it's just a few hundred yards up the hill there in that little office in the back of that building because when I go to prayer, Jesus is there. I like it when He walks in. He, he did that the other day. It's been a while. You see Him? No, I didn't see Him. You talk to Him? Yeah, I was talking to Him. Did you feel Him? Yeah, I have to plead guilty to that. I did feel Him. He said, what'd you do? I just sat there in my office and just wept and cried and loved on Jesus and praised Jesus and sung to Jesus and prayed to Jesus. You say, why? Because everywhere that you go, He's there. You go to Him in prayer, He's there. You go to Him to the cross, He's there. The Bible says Mary had a little lamb. The nursery rhyme says Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. And everywhere that Mary went, 
the lamb was sure to go. It don't mean nothing out there in the world. But it means something in here tonight. You say, why? We know the code. We know the code. Father, I thank you tonight, Lord.